Welcome to the Functional Medicine Radio Show with your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, known internationally as the Functional Medicine Doc. Dr. Carrie is committed to helping patients find the root cause of their health problems and fixing the cause with natural treatments so they can feel normal again. Dr. Carrie is the founder of Functional Medicine Ontario and is the author of the hit book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again. Please welcome your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Functional Medicine Radio Show, the only internet radio show dedicated to giving you real solutions to improve your health. Not only are they real solutions, but they're natural solutions as well, because as you know, the one and only true wealth you have is your health. I'm your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, the Functional Medicine Doc, and I'm committed to helping you find the root cause of your health problem, fix the cause with natural treatments, so you can feel normal again and live your life to the fullest. Just a quick bit of housekeeping before I introduce today's special guest. I'm happy to announce that I'm working on my next book. The title is Reclaim Your Digestive Health and Feel Normal Again, Fixing the Root Cause of Your GI Distress with Natural Treatments. Now this book should be ready later this year, so keep an eye out for it. Okay, that's it for our housekeeping, so let's get started. Now today's show, my special guest is Dr. Jonathan Roberti. And he is a clinical practitioner, researcher, author, celebrated speaker, and consultant. His clinical and practice interests include integrative medicine, plant-based nutrition, psychoneuroimmunology, and inspiring conscious living. Dr. Jonathan advocates a back-to-basics mentality that prioritizes self-care, that focuses on prevention by creating simple and sustainable strategies that eliminate barriers to health and happiness. With education and support, the conversation shifts towards empowering individuals and communities that inspire transformations and lasting change. Central to this transformation is the quality of nutrition and simple lifestyle changes that solidify healthier habits. Dr. Jonathan, thank you so much for being my special guest today on this episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show. The pleasure is all mine, Dr. Carey. Thank you so much for having me on your show and really looking forward to just sharing what we have been a part of um, for a number of years now with your audience as well. So today you're going to teach us about or talk to us about vertical farming and how to make us modern farmers. That is correct. (laughs) And it's, you know what, and I always say to folks, look, I am a doctor turned farmer and I always preface it with the idea that before, I used to kill cactus, literally in soil, so I don't have a green thumb. That's not my, you know, that wasn't my first occupational choice, but I always had a desire to help people, and how that came about and how that's changed has really led me more and more to teaching folks how to own their food supply, how to become the boss of your food. You know, we've got so many challenges around us right now as a society globally and locally that with those challenges comes opportunities for for a solution and for me it really just made sense to educate and inform folks about how they can grow their own good health okay so tell us more about how we can do that and the technology that's out there and specifically what is vertical farming all about got it so in it this is you know, vertical farming is 
been around for a number of years, starting in the 60s and 70s. There's been several generational changes to it. And what I use is what they call vertical farming, aeroponics. So aeroponics is sort of the next generation of that, where you're able to grow up to 28 plants vertically in a two and a half across foot footprint and using air, water, and nutrients to grow all above ground crops. 365, 24-7, using no soil, no tools, you know, no back-breaking work involved in it. It literally is the future of growing. And it's absolutely amazing because I hear stories all the time, and I'm sure you do too, Dr. Carey, about the barriers that get in the way of people achieving good health, whether it's accessibility or it's the financial cost involved in getting fresher, you know, vegetables onto their table and into their kids' mouth, this solves that challenge by knocking down those barriers to accessibility using this plug-and-play format. You know, it's, it's easy enough that an ordinary guy like me can pick it up and run with it and grow 365, like I said, 24-7. And it's been an absolute game-changer, not only just to have that, the food literally feet from your kitchen that's growing, it moves the needle. You know what I mean? It it really changes the optics of how you prioritize your health and the things that matter. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So that's pretty impressive. Within two square feet, you can have 20 plants. Absolutely. this This is an outgrowth of NASA technology because... We know the challenges that are out there. You know, by 2050, world population is going to be over 10 billion. We need the landmass the size of Brazil to grow the extra food needed to feed those hungry mouths. Our water levels are swiftly being depleted. You know, Lake Mead has dropped 20 feet in the last five years. We use, you know, 70% of our um, fresh water to grow food and raise animals. Totally not sustainable. We grow 80% of our food in the desert. Not sustainable. So these footprints and the the resources that are lacking, the land and and the water, uh, have led to a sort of business-as-usual mentality with growing our food, selecting it, it being shipped on average most food. And this is a shocker to folks, Dr. Carey, is the idea that most food, before it even hits your plate, has traveled already 900 miles, if not 1,000 miles, before it hits your plate. And if you think about that, the fact that if I'm growing it literally feet from my kitchen, I can go out and cut that kale for my smoothie you know, in the morning or the Swiss chard for my salad in the afternoon or the bok choy for my miso ginger stir-fry at night. Big difference in the nutritional density of that produce versus something that's traveled, has been sprayed, processed, and so forth. So you know from seed to table exactly what goes into your food. And, And as a doctor... That just makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. <laughs> it just makes sense to, to know from seed to table exactly what's in your food. No pesticides, no herbicides, no contaminants. And it's it's a great eco footprint. So for me, everybody I know, love, and care about, I've shared this with. I've become, you know, so enthusiastic about the idea that 
whether that barrier, like I said, was accessibility or financial, this answers that challenge by creating, whether you live in South Beach in, in Miami and or in a high-rise and have a tower growing there, or you're in you know middle America or in a rural or a suburban area, you're able to grow using that air, water, and nutrients. Or if you're in the Great White North. Or if you're in Canada, <laughs> if you're somewhere where it's cold, you know, six plus months out of the year, you can grow indoors all of these above ground crops. I mean, just beautiful things. And I'll share with your your listeners later where they can, can see some wonderful photos and videos of what we've done to really create culture. You know, food really should be a focus. It's our birthright to have a clean food supply. And I think we've gotten so far away from that that people don't even realize that they're eating food-like products anymore. Boxed, bagged, canned, you know, not food. And if it doesn't pass that litmus test, you know, the best foods are the ones that don't have a label and don't have a television commercial. <laughs> I said, if, that, if it passes that, it's usually a good place to start as far as whether this is healthy or not. Absolutely. So you mentioned um, growing our own food in this way, we are avoiding herbicides and pesticides. We're avoiding Roundup and glyphosate. We're avoiding irradiation of our food. Absolutely. And we, well, ha- and we have the... In Canada, uh, the GMO mm-hmm. labeling laws are very loose. So we have no idea, even if we're eating organic, if it's GMO. So in that sense, too, you can have more control over your food. Absolutely. So we, you know, and it's an out-of-the-box experience. When I introduce folks to the idea that they can grow their own food, they go, well, I can't. Why can't you? Why? I don't know how. Well, I'm going to teach you. Well, it's going to be hard. No, it's not. A third grader can put this together out of the box in 45 minutes and be up and growing. I always say adults takes about an hour because we're slower at things, right? (laughs) But at the end of the day, we know that when we take ownership over our health, and it starts with that back-to-basics mentality, growing our own, using... Look, we we have all these upgrades and, and devices and things that are smart. Why aren't we smart... Why aren't we growing our food smarter using NASA technology that, by the way, uses 90% less space and water to grow more nutritionally dense produce when you stack it up to soil-based crops? And that's not my opinion. That's the opinion of one of the top plant docs at the University of Mississippi that showed that the polyphenols, the, you know, the flavonoids, all the different markers and indices for food when compared aeroponically, is 30 to 40% more nutritious than soil-based crops for the exact reason that you were talking about. Our soil's denatured, if you're lucky. Several places have heavy metal contamination, big petroleum runoff. The the list goes on and on. So it's just not smart to use 18th century thinking anymore when it's applied to our food. And people are starting to wake up and realize that, you know what? If it's meant to be, it's up to me. If I'm going to get healthier, I'm going to have to get back to doing the basics and take ownership over it. What are some of the other advantages of using this technology or some of the other science that's come out? The science has been, you know, just unbelievable. You know, the 
from it being made of food, you know, the, the tower itself, I'll start with that, is made of food-grade plastic, double, double-UV line, so it can sit out in the Florida sun for the next 40 years, and it's not going to leach into our food that's growing in it. For, to the nutrients that it utilizes that took five years with top plant docs and folks in human nutrition to create a, a mineral blend with 16 different minerals that all the plants need, that they're going to thrive. Not factory made, but earthbound minerals that the plants need and are rap- you know rapidly absorbed. To the idea that the food that you're picking from the tower garden is at its nutritional best. Literally, and when I said this, Doctor Kerry, I, I will every morning go out. We have six of these, by the way. I used to spend as a footnote about a thousand, about ten thousand dollars and change a year. In fresh produce. Oh, sure. I would encourage your listeners, too, to, you know, check the gauges. How much are you spending each month on fresh veg and the inconvenience of it and how quickly it spoils? Because they don't ship you the produce to your big box stores when it's at its nutritional best, at its peak. But you're certainly able to do that in the environment we use now with, with vertical farming, literally minutes before I use it, I go and cut it and eat it. So it's nutritionally more alive, more enzymes, which you know are that building block for DNA. So the research has been great. The side benefits of it, whether it's the convenience or the nutritionally or getting your kids involved in it. I mean, we know now from longitudinal studies that kids that are involved in growing their own food, guess what they are? They're healthier adults. They're healthier, more productive adults and they have better health habits so when we get people involved in their food production when we shift that conversation to self-care versus sick care it really does move the needle for folks and it's contagious and it's fun okay so dr jonathan you've convinced us all about the health benefits of using this vertical farming technology so let's Let's kind of shift gears and talk about some more practical things. So yeah. you said none of us need to have a green thumb. No. But but what kind of work does go into this vertical farming? Sure. And that's a big concern. So I always compare it to someone that says, a teacher, for example, that says, I want to grow an earth box or we want to have an above ground, you know, um, uh, soil bed to grow some traditional crops. And, of course, you've got to till that soil. You've got to make sure the soil is, you know, in a good zone for the roots to uptake the nutrients. A lot of work involved in it. Then you've got to deal with the climate, whether it's cold, hot, raining, you know, a lot of work involved in that. With a tower garden, your weekly maintenance ends up being less than 15 minutes. It's three things. You're checking the water in the reservoir at the bottom that holds 20 gallons of water and nutrients. A small aquarium pump pushes it to the top of that tower, and then it gently cascades down over the roots, providing them with the water, the air, and the nutrients to create crops that, like I said, use 10% of the space in water, but also grow 30% faster. So green leafy crops like kale and arugula and lettuces, we're harvesting every four weeks those fast-growing crops. I mean, 
Last year, we had beans, six different types of beans. We had 40 pounds of cucumbers. We had 15 watermelon. We had nasturtiums, because I like edible flowers. Pesto, basil for the pesto, lavender for my bath. If I've had a, a day that requires the mint for my mojito, even. And, and the maintenance is literally checking the water, harvesting the plants, and adding nutrients. And that's your weekly maintenance. My, my tools, Dr. Carey, are a pair of scissors and a pH meter. <laughs> so it's, it's a lot different from when you consider traditional soil, you know, based growing and the amount of time, effort, resources, tools necessary to do it. This is a game changer for folks. Okay, so then what about during the winter time when the, you know, in Ottawa here in the Great White North, we have a lot of overcast days, and there are many sure. days that we don't see the sun. Sure, and that's the beauty of this, is this technology is meant for indoor and outdoor growing. So very quickly, a person that lives in cold climate, once that temperature goes above 40 degrees, they can put that tower outside into the environment, and it's going to grow really well. When it's below 40 degrees, we have a light kit that we use, and you put that onto the tower support cage, and you're able to grow indoors, all those above-ground crops. So this winter, for example, I was traveling, and I was up north in the northeast, 20 degrees outside. I've got a full garden going on inside, literally feet from my kitchen, where I'm harvesting and creating and going from you know seed to table. So regardless of the climate and the environment, you're still able to grow. And it, you know, if you look at it, it ends up being very inexpensive to do it, pennies on the pound when compared to sourcing produce from your typical big box stores as well. Yeah, especially if it's organic. Absolutely. And that just makes sense. You know, we start with non-GMO seeds. Yeah. I always say to folks, grow what you eat and eat what you grow. You know, so if you're a person that likes to grow arugula and kale and shards, by all means, start with those. If you're a lettuce person, we, you know, there's 60 different plus varieties of, you know, determinate lettuces that are absolutely phenomenal. Different tastes, nuances that people are like, oh my gosh, I didn't know lettuce could taste this good. I mean, we, we have folks that have that astonishment when they taste the difference between food that's grown in an optimal environment versus one that's in a hostile environment like soil as it is today in factory farming. Are there any types of plants that don't do well with this type of vertical farming or what are the plants that are the best types of plants for vertical farming? Great question. Great question. So we always say to stick with the above ground crops. You can grow everything in the tower garden environment except a tree which kind of makes sense. It actually ends up looking like a tree um, because of the plants growing so well and root vegetables. So those are the only two things that are off bounds, but everything else is fair game from tomatoes to eggplants to spinach to cilantro. It really is up to your own imagination and your culinary palate as to what it is that you want to grow. So you said last season you grew how many pounds of beans and how many watermelons? We grew we grew forty pounds of cucumbers out of two. Oh, cucumbers! Yes, 
at 40 pounds of cucumbers. I think we had 15 or 20 watermelon, 15 or 20 cantaloupe. I mean, I'm a renegade gardener. And, you know, for me, when I went vegan about four years ago, it just intuitively made sense to, you know, take that ownership over my food supply. I fell in love with this. It was contagious for me. And I've shared it with everybody, you know, patients and friends and family and loved ones and neighbors, anybody who really listens, schools, you know, community centers, folks that have food pantries that are looking to make a difference to be able to create a legacy of, of living foods versus foods that we consume that are totally denatured, demineralized, zero nutritional content to them. And to be able to grow your own, it's a game changer. It really is. And as you were saying, there's many benefits to growing your own food. And one of the big ones, besides the nutrition content, is it's like a money tree. You're saving so much money. It is. And the average family of four, Dr. Carey, it ends up paying for itself in, in a, usually less than six months. That's why I say, you know, how much are you spending right now on produce? Most people don't know. They have no idea how much they're spending. So it's important to understand that, you know, average bag of arugula, for example, here in the U.S. is three ninety nine a bag. Well, you, you could grow 28, if not more, plants in the tower garden and see just quickly how, how that rate of return on your investment can pay for it very quickly. And then I would say for most folks after the first year, the operating cost total, and this is where it gets exciting, it's about $1.25 a month to operate this. And that's wow. including the seeds, the water, the electric. You can't buy an apple for a buck twenty-five. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let alone have the ability to have vine-ripe and nutrient-dense produce just feed from your from your kitchen that's going to be a game changer and excite people about food again. So for me, we we really want to create that culture for folks that food is the focus again. It can either be your, you know, the best medicine or your worst poison. We choose the best medicine, so that's why we lead with nutrition as the foundation for, for good health. Okay, so this Tower Garden sounds amazing. I have another dumb question for you. I love, there's no dumb question. <laughs> okay, what about when I go on vacation? Perfect. So I travel quite a bit. Um, less now than I did before. Um, you can easily, you know, it has a 20-gallon reservoir at the bottom with a, a timer that kicks on the pump on and off every 15 minutes, for example, if you're outdoor growing. I've left very easily for seven, eight, nine days. And I've had no problem. It's plug-and-play gardening. Literally, I can walk away from it for seven, eight days. I know that it's topped off of water. I'm going to come back to the scenario where I don't have to go to a big box store to go buy produce and stock my fridge. You know what I do? I go and cut it right off the tower garden after the plane lands and I drop my luggage. I don't go to the grocery store. I go right to the tower and harvest. So that for me was a huge thing that I can walk away from this as well and come back to fresh veg that I didn't have to do anything to and it's growing great. So Dr. Jonathan, is there anything that we haven't 
discussed yet about the Tower Garden that you think is important for our listeners to know? I would say what I would leave folks with is that self-care is the new health care. You know, as this paradigm changes, as the optics change for folks, we realize, too, that, you know, when we teach kids, for example, about nature, we teach them how to nurture. And that's very important. That's my why. That's what gets me out of bed in the morning, helping folks eliminate these nutritional gaps and knowledge gaps about how to grow their own. And that's why we partnered with some of the top educational leaders in, in the United States to create K-12 through curriculum to help teachers as well and parents to teach kids about where their food comes from. Because the new normal should not be when I hold up a squash or an eggplant to a sixth grader, they can't identify it and tell me what it is. Or I ask them where carrots come from and they say a tree. We've got to change the conversation, and this is one of the best ways to put food as the focus to teach about science and technology and engineering and math and responsibility and character building. The sky's the limit. So, Okay, so can you tell us where we can get more information on vertical farming and where specifically can we learn about the Tower Garden system? Well, let me go by saying that um, we have a great Facebook page. It's uh, Facebook on Facebook, and it's Vertical Sunday's Life. And there you'll find it's a community page all about vertical farming. All of, and we have great instructional videos. We hold a weekly how-to class on Sundays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time for folks that have a tower. And that's a great resource for folks. So it's at Facebook backslash vertical sunday's life that's awesome so i'll make sure that that link is in the podcast notes so that you can easily find that information and then uh, dr jonathan if some of our listeners just want to they're like sold right now and they just want to go buy a tower garden how do they do that you can go to vt that's v as in victor t as in tom gardens all one word so vtgardens.com and I would encourage the listeners, too, that before they they go and, and look at the Tower Garden to purchase it, feel free to, to give me a call because we do do some bundle packs for folks. So before you make that decision and hit the click button, feel free to reach out to me and we will make sure we, you get the best deal possible for it as well, plus the resources and the, and the support afterwards as well because we want you to have a great experience. And so then how would they reach out to you? Um, through Facebook. On, through on Facebook, the vertical, okay. The Vertical Sunday's Life page is okay. a great way to messen- messenger um, feature on there. You can quickly send a message. Okay, perfect. Wow, Dr. Jonathan, this has just been an awesome interview. I learned so much, and I think I'm going to be one of those that's going to go right now and buy a tower garden. And I hope, well, I hope everybody really gets some great value and benefit out of this. At the end of the day, it's about changing that conversation and inviting people to join it. And um, feel free to, like I said, check out our Facebook page, become part of that conversation, and, and feel free to reach out. All right, that wraps up this very special episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show with Dr. Jonathan Roberti. 
And I want to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in today. And I'd like to invite you back next week for another episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, the Functional Medicine Doc. Have a great week, everyone. You've been listening to the Functional Medicine Radio Show with your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, known internationally as the Functional Medicine Doc. Dr. Carey is committed to helping patients find the root cause of their health problems and fixing the cause with natural treatments so they can feel normal again. Dr. Carey is the founder of Functional Medicine Ontario and is the author of the hit book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again. Please tell your friends about the Functional Medicine Radio Show, and we'll see you next week with more from Dr. Carey.